Let me ask you this. Do you have a plan this summer? Or are you just going to operate in total chaos because it's really busy? Figure out your summer plan on today's show. Now, we all know it gets a little bit crazy during the summer. So I want you to check out this content from Gary Ellix as he talks about making sure that you have an operating plan to counteract all the chaos. Hi, I'm Gary Ellix. Welcome back to Contractor University. And uh, what I want to talk about today is how to update that operating plan and use that operating plan as a tool. I want this to become cultural for the companies that are EGIA specific. I don't want it to be a set it and, uh, you know, we're going to put it on like a budget. We're going to sit it on the counter and we're not going to use it. Uh, the tool itself needs to become part of how you actually run the company. It's how you teach your managers to then run their portion of the company. Uh, so that, that creates opportunity for you to empower people uh, to run a business model or to run an operational platform the way you want it to be run. And there can be accountability between you and the management team. Obviously, then we want accountability between the managers and probably the people that are in service or commercial or commercial maintenance or whatever business vertical you're in, solar, geo, et cetera. So what the process is, is a discipline. It's all about you creating the format that works for you. I'm going to show you the format that we use, that we teach. Uh, it is effective. It does work for us. Um, but I think you should customize it. I think you should match it to your company culture and style, your personal leadership style. But I do believe that you need a system that you can bring people along and create that empowerment and uh, ultimately create a legacy for the business that does not require you, the owner, or the primary leader of the company. So the trick is all about consistency. The discipline is maintaining the consistency. The consistency itself is meeting rhythm. What do you review? Uh, the metrics. What are you doing to push the goals forward? You've heard me say multiple times, we've adjusted our sales plans. We've we moved the second quarter goal downward. And uh, the, the good news for us is uh, we've, we've, we're going to beat both of the second quarter goals uh, that we adjusted downward. But, uh, but yearly, we didn't change the yearly goal. We basically said, well, we're, we're going to have to produce better in our summer. So you've got to seize the summer. So let's go over to the whiteboard. Let's talk about the company planning system. Let's talk about the tool. And then let's get you in position. This exists on the EGI website uh, as a blank template that you can follow along. And the action plans, of course, are driven by you. When you set a goal and you decide what specifically you want, uh, you've got to decide how to write that action plan. So I've got 34 action plans that I've written for you. But at the end of the day, I think you need to customize those and make those their own. We call those project plans. Let's go to the whiteboard. All right, we're back in the whiteboard learning lab. And what we've got going on here is a structure for how to create an operating plan. So again, this is not a business plan that we're going to the bank and saying, uh, give us the paycheck protection program, or give us a bank loan, a line of credit, uh, or the SBA, I need a business loan, so here's my financial statements, blah, blah, blah. Uh, this is a structure for how to manage, uh, to create culture, to lead, and ultimately organize your management team so that they can drive performance and results. If you're a smaller company, this is how you become a bigger company. And if you're a bigger company and you're struggling with the discipline of accountability and growth in certain areas and uh, those types of structures, these are systems and tools that you can think about that you could deploy. Uh, obviously, they need to be clear and understood. So let's talk about it. First and foremost, if you look at the top, we need a vision of the company, where we're going. You know, paint me the landscape of where we're headed. So 
the purpose of the company is not the same as the vision. The vision is, hey, this is, this is what we're trying to create. The purpose is why. It's back to Simon Sinek, you know, start with why. Why are we doing this? Well, we're dedicated to contractor success. That's what we're about. So we're shooting video, we're working hard, we're teaching, we're coaching, we're answering questions, uh, trying to build tools that are useful, that help you. So because we're dedicated to that success. So the purpose is, it gives us great pride when we hear from people and they go, you know, I did that and it worked and I appreciate the fact that you made that public or I tried this and it didn't work and here's why and then we learn as well. So the, the purpose is the why. Next, we have the core values and I think it's important you recognize that you need your behavior patterns defined. It's uh, me saying honesty as we've talked about in previous videos doesn't mean the same thing to person A as it does to person B. Likelihood is uh, their family, uh, where they grew up, uh, their belief systems. They bring their own belief systems, and those belief systems intersect somewhere with my belief systems. And neither one of those is right or wrong. So what you need is a company belief system. So we all buy in to the company belief system. If we say, this is how we're going to do it as a company, then we all have to walk the walk. Gary can't do something different, and an employee can't be doing something different. But it's not my belief system, and it's not the employee's belief system. It's a company belief system, and that's what the behaviors need to be. They need to be defined. So when you say integrity, you need to define what that means within your organization. Uh, when you say things like accountability, you need to define what that means. If you, if you say things like what we do, which is uh, you know, uh, operational uh, excellence is one of our core values. Well, what does that mean? So does that mean that you can put it in and it works, but it doesn't look good? Or does it mean that you're going to put it in and it works and it looks fantastic? You know, so and that's not right or wrong. That's something for you to decide what is the company belief system. And then you teach, train, process, drive towards those particular ideas. Next, what are the strategies? Company strategies, not the department, company. So I just put some examples out here. Commercial maintenance, drive commercial maintenance. Above all else, that's a strategy for us. We do not want spec work. Uh, we do not want really a high labor design work. We want commercial maintenance that creates commercial service and commercial replacement. It's a very small slice of the commercial segment. It's a, it's a very tiny pie for us, but it's a great pie because it looks a lot like residential in terms of cash flow, gross profit dollars per hour, gross profit dollar per man day, and how we price, how we manage uh, the supplier relationships. It doesn't change our world. So it's a good strategy for us. Residential maintenance. Go get me 1,500 per million, at least 1,000 per million. Get me tech selling model versus comfort advisor model, or comfort advisor model, not tech selling model, or like us, hybrid. Comfort advisors, techs. Strategy. So you go to South, uh, South Florida, pretty much a lot of it is tech selling. Um, go to uh, Southern California, a lot of it's tech selling. Go to other areas, it's heavy duty comfort advisor selling. There's no one right way to do that. It's a strategy. Choose your strategy. What verticals might you be in? So I want to get into plumbing. I want to get into electrical. I want to get into solar. Maybe I want to get into garage doors, overhead doors. So again, uh, choosing a vertical, picking a vertical is a strategy. Cross marketing. Being able to go to the painters, being able to go to somebody who's doing plumbing and I'm not, hey, 
I'll give you all my customers for your plumbing business if you give me all your plumbing customers for my HVAC business. Cross-marketing, trading, you know, relationships. Another form of cross-marketing is, you know, acquiring and buying the database and picking up the warranties of a new construction company. New construction uh, has been booming. So there's this opportunity again to follow around the companies that are pure play new construction companies that don't want the service department, don't want to deal with the warranty. You can get access to that and say, I'll take care of your warranty. You don't have to worry about it. Build a website, build a landing page, have that information come into your world. You collect the customer. And so the trade-off is they give you all the names and addresses of the people where they finish the houses. So these are just example strategies. None of them are right or wrong. They're not, I'm not having this discussion with it, within the video to promote them. I'm really just saying these are examples of things that we do strategically in order to try to attack and create a business plan. That brings us then to the overall company goals. I want a one-year set of goals that are right now. We adjusted our goals. I already said that. The three-year goals have not been adjusted. But if you adjust your goals, you have to understand that what comes underneath has to also adjust. So we are now going to take the one-year company goals. These are the company goals. So I have six company goals in the company. You know, what are we going to sell? What is the target profitability for EBITDA? You know, what, how many club agreements are we going to get? How many commercial agreements? Just go down the list. There's six basic core philosophy goals. Down here, we're going to break them down. So we're going to go financial goals, sales and marketing goals, production goals, and human resource goals. These are the four pillars of the business plan and operating your company with execution. So you've got to have an understanding of your costs departmentalization, market segmentation, an understanding of how to price, which both lives in finance and sales and marketing. Pricing is really a marketing philosophy as well as a costing philosophy here. Knowing your cost helps price. Knowing what the value in the market is is more of a market research. What am I, what's my value proposition? What can I charge for a bottle of water? Might only cost me three cents, but in the desert, after you've been there for three days, You'd give me a million dollars if that's all you had for that. That's, that's the marketing side. So we have to look at these individual four groups and ask the question, if your goals are going to change because of what happened, that's totally acceptable as long as you begin adjusting those goals down here. So one other small point that I would make, so if I have six goals inside of this one year, which is exactly what I have, some of those six goals will live in these areas here. So this represents, the blue circles now represent what the six company goals are. So it's not necessarily, well, there's six financial goals. That's not what we're talking about. These are the company's goals. Everybody in the company is responsible for those goals. The individual departments then have their own goals. So there are more goals in the company than six. There are six company goals, but the sales group might have 10 goals. My operations group, production operations, um, there's about 30 goals on their list right now for 2020. So clearly we don't have 30 company goals. But in the operations side, we had more work that needed to be done over here in order to get to our operational excellence core value. So we said, we got to get it done. Like, we have to get that stuff done. So 
put it on the list. And so there's a lot of goals in this category right here for us. And so every year we're going to review that process. So this is an important component if you decide you want to adjust or change. Now let's take that down to, well, hey, Gary told me that we were going to learn how to use this. Like we built the plan, I got the plan, or maybe you didn't build the plan and now you're going to build a plan. Fantastic. How do I use it? Well, you have a weekly management review of all of your goals and the company goals. That is mandatory. That's the agenda. Where are we? Where are we relative to the work? You have a monthly meeting that's an autopsy on all of the goals. What did we say we were going to do? How many maintenance agreements were we going to sell? How many uh, transactions were we looking for? How many service calls? How many leads? What did the marketing plan promise me? Whatever the metrics are, you're doing a monthly autopsy on those conversations. It's the same agenda every week and every month, but of course the conversation about the agenda changes. And then quarterly, you're going to review the actual quarter. So January, February, March was a quarter. April, May, June is a quarter. I have my third quarter planning for Q3, right, which is July, August, and September. The second week of June, it's scheduled. So all my managers are going to get together, and we're going to go over this whole plan right here, and we're going to review this list for the third quarter. And we're going to argue about whether these goals need changed or whether they stay the same. We're going to do an autopsy on that, and there's 30 production goals, and people are going to say, well, you know, we did eight out of the 30. Great, fantastic. Pat you on the back. What's going on with the remaining 22, and what do you need from us to get them done? So quarterly, monthly, weekly. So this is an agenda. This is a one-hour meeting. This is typically a two-hour meeting. And this is typically a one-day meeting. Remember, one hour a week, two hours on the monthly. It's, it's the weekly meeting, but it happens in the month, right? So the next month, boom, we're going to do this meeting, but it's going to be two hours. And then once a quarter, we're going to do a full-day meeting. And that is a full review of the entire business plan and the entire set of goals. And all of that gets distilled into this. Every employee, remember, is going to see the OPSB. That's the one page strategic plan. That's this stuff right here, this big stuff. And so their goal, their goal, is to create their project action plan, their work that they're supposed to do, which would be their goals and their action steps that relate to these big dogs. Everything that they're doing is about hitting the company goal. Now, I want you to think about that. That is tremendous alignment right there. This is, this is how you create focus. So when you talk about seizing the summer, I, I can't tell you how busy we are right now. We are so slammed that every manager is basically uh, jumping in, handling stuff. Uh, they're supporting call center calls. You know, if somebody comes, on, comes in sick or you know, happens to go down with COVID or you know, has a, a, a life challenge, uh, we're jumping in. Everybody is jumping in. We got need for more install crews. We've got more service calls than we know what to do with. 
the plumbing business is very, very busy right now. So it's all hands on deck. We're, we're in what we call red flag scenarios. Basically, let's just do what we have to do to get the work done. But we are in complete alignment with respect to this discussion. So a conversation came up the other day in this whole monthly uh, meeting. Well, what do we want to do about our promotions that we came up with? And the answer is, we're not going to do any promotions right now because we're slammed. So there's no need. But we did create a promotional calendar that said, well, what if the second quarter and the third quarter aren't very good, like the weather doesn't show up? We better think about having a promotional. So somebody asked that question, and the answer is, right now, things are they're good. The weather's good. We're busy. We're, we're selling our capacity. We're in overtime situation. Everybody is really working as hard as they can. No need. So the one-page strategic plan is the working document that is the company plan. And it ties back to these big company goals that are right here. But remember, the operations manager of the company uh, has 30 goals. Two of them are company specific that are here, that they're responsible for. And they are accountable here. And then they've got another group of goals. You know, So if there are 30 on that list and two are company, he's got 28 other goals that he has to deal with. Inventory management is one of the stuff that we're working on. We got some stuff we just weren't happy with, and uh, we, we were pretty tight on our inventory management system, but there's a couple of areas that we need to get better at. So those are on his list. And so there's a project plan for that work to get done. And so we are reviewing each week what's going on. Each month, we're doing the autopsy on that. And then quarterly, we're doing the big picture items, and we're reviewing the whole plan, and we're asking the question, does all of this stuff still make sense every quarter? And so that's the process. Now imagine the accountability if you knew this was happening. So the weakness, the weakness that occurs inside of the contracting business is we lack the discipline to actually schedule this meeting rhythm. And we lack the discipline to go forward and get the metrics, get what we would call the analytics. You know, it's as simple as getting departmentalized. Departmentalization is something that needs to happen, or a lot of this doesn't get pushed forward. So if you're struggling with that or you haven't done it, this is what we call a critical path chart. So if you know anything about critical path charts, it's basically that we can do lots of work simultaneously, but it all runs into a place where there's a dot. And that dot has to be solved, or we can't do any of the work back here. So all of this goes into that critical path. And then once we finish the critical path, we can start doing more concurrent work. So this is what we call a Gantt chart or a critical path chart. Departmentalization is that critical path point. If you don't departmentalize and segment your financial statement and break it down, you're not getting to the metrics. You're not getting to the KPIs by department. You're probably not going to be very good at performance-based pay when it comes to human resources. You're going, to be, it's going to, you're going to struggle with the idea of being able to tell people what they did and what they didn't do. So critical path points are a discipline. So what I was discussing was the weakness is we lack the discipline to install this system. And so we go, OK, that's a great idea. I mean, I watch this video. I love those ideas. Like Gary makes it sound pretty simple. Well, OK, that's fine. But I've been spending you know, 35 years of my life in business basically doing that. So for me, it is relatively simple. But as a new company, when you're coaching somebody in a new company and you install it for the first time, 
they look at that and go, that's a lot. There's a lot going on there. And uh, I'm not sure that we're ready for that. The truth of the matter is, this is what you do as a startup. This is what you're supposed to do as a startup. You don't, you don't do it until you do this. And when you do this, then you can argue about where your resources go. You have limited resources. So do I. So you have to apply them smartly. So these blue areas right here would be, hey, when red flag procedures start happening in the world, what has to get done? And the blue areas answer that question. If you didn't do any of these things down here, but you did these two things down here during the red flag busy season, that would be OK. We would look at that and say, we understand that. Did we get to our company goals? And so this is a model. This is a very successful blueprint. It requires consistency. It requires discipline. And uh, it requires commitment uh, on your part. And it requires some level of training, in other words, understanding for your management team to be able to go forward and understand what's going on. So these are things that don't change an awful lot. The company goals obviously would change. And then each month, each quarter, these goals would might constantly adjust. Let's go back over to the studio. All right, back in studio. So we just talked about the idea of having a company operating plan, not a business plan, but an operating plan. And we use the operating plan for communication purposes, for meeting agenda purposes, for discussing what's happening in the business, to be able to review metrics, to be able to talk specifically with managers about empowering them to take the goals and drive the execution. So I want to put in inventory management. I want you know inventory in, inventory out on trucks to happen. OK, great. That's a goal. How do we do that? We break that down to a project plan. Lots of detailed steps. We review that in a weekly management meeting. We all comment on it. We go, great. Then every single week, there's a report on that. You're accountable. What did you do? What can, what can we do to help you? So what you're doing is you're creating an alignment and all of your departments in finance, sales and marketing, production, and human resources, those four areas, you're aligning those. And you're forcing everybody in the organization to pay attention to whatever the core company goals are. And those are the must-dos. Then the need-to-dos are the rest of the goals. And you're just reviewing that. And you're drilling on it. And it is boring. And when it's boring, you know you're doing it right. Because the work will get done. And then you can celebrate the success. So I need you all to embrace the concept that it's not a size issue. It doesn't matter if you're a one-man shop, you're a startup, or you're a 50-man shop, or you're a 200-man shop. By the way, you can be successful without having any of this. Don't kid yourself. Plenty of companies have done that. However, you're not optimized. Optimization requires everybody else to be finishing the work the way the vision of the company requires it. We're talking about optimization. So I'm famous in my world for being known that I don't really care about uh, what everybody else's standard is. I care about what our excellent standard is. So if you're satisfied with something less than my excellence, then you, we're probably not going to be a culture fit. You're probably not going to work well in our organization. On the other hand, if you like the idea that there's a standard of excellence and there's training, support, and resources, and the plan itself is designed to support you, you're probably going to prosper in that organization. And that's how you build a peak performing culture. So this operating plan is about getting people aligned, getting people disciplined, having the commitment to review, creating the meeting rhythms, and making sure you're transparent with all your people about what's going on in the world. 
So as always, if you have questions, send me a note through the Ask the Expert portal. We also have Contractor Connect on Facebook now, so that's very exciting. And uh, we're always, as we say, pleased and happy to serve you. We appreciate the fact that you're an EGIA Contractor University member, uh, member, and I will see you on the next video segment. Take care. We love this special Seizing the Summer content, right? We do it every year. It's special content just for the summer. Now, if you like this content and you're not a member, you can get full access to the series right now by filling out the form on this page. This is powerful, powerful content that you can implement all summer long to maximize your profits and be prepared for the dreaded slow season. That's it for today, folks. We'll see you next week here on Cracking the Code. Until then, bye-bye for now.